Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and the history around it, and then we compare those albums to albums and music that are out at the moment. And my name is Matt, and this is Adam. Hi, Adam. It's good to have you with us. Hi, are you all right? I'm all right. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. Thank you. Here we are, episode seven. Here we are, episode seven, The Force Awakens. Come on, come on. I'm excited about that. And uh, it's we're still in lockdown, and you know what I can't wait for? Uh, I can't wait to do an episode of El Vanilo in person. El Vanilo face-to-face. Come on, I'm so excited about it. I decided that we're going to, like, every time we record, we're going to have food before it. Ooh, and we're gonna, okay. I'm going to cook up some good stuff for us. I'm on board. And then we're going to sit at the same table and then we're going to record the podcast with a I beverage like of our choice. Oh, It's going to be good. But here we are. I, th- I think, Adam, this is the longest I have ever been without seeing you. I think I think so. In my whole um, entire life. Yeah, a bit mad. Although, when you lived in Manchester, those, those oh, desert yeah. years, um, possibly yeah, then. That lost... Lost weekend, yeah. right there. That lost, lost, long weekend. But even then, I think, even then, I think it was still. It wouldn't be longer than a couple of months yeah. or a month or bit. You were still, you know, you, you and Becky were still fairly around. Yeah, I think this is definitely the longest I've been without seeing my mum and dad. Oh, you haven't seen them in like nine weeks or something like that. So last time I saw them was dropping off Easter eggs to them. Um, so Easter, I think. Just before Easter was obviously the last time I saw them. And obviously when I last saw our sisters as well. So, um, and most importantly, last time I saw Jack the dog. Yeah, okay. His little, his I, little... <laughs> I'll put it out there. I've not missed the dog. This is the first time I thought about him. Wow. I forgot, wow. I might have even forgotten he existed, to be honest. How, how dare you? I know. He's not forgotten you. I'll he tell hasn't. you that. He hasn't. He hasn't. Well, uh, you told me, like, I can't wait to do the bit where we catch up because i've had a great week i have had a great week what have you been up to so first of all the week started very strong i checked out the last dance all about michael jordan and his rise to fame and his his glory years with the chicago bulls i'm not really into basketball too much don't understand the rules i think the only time i've really stayed up to watch the nba was when i've forgotten his name when LeBron James won with the Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers, won his first championship, has to come back to them after coming from the Lakers or something like that, and it was quite incredible. But watching this about Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman and these big names that I kind of have heard about but don't know anything about, like everyone's heard of Michael Jordan. He's the most famous basketball player, one of the most famous athletes, and a cultural icon. don't know whether you know this, spoiler alert, I've had a pair of Jordans before. Have you got really ridiculed? I did have a pair of Jordans, Matthew, and I got ridiculed for wearing them. <laughs> Guys, um, Adam had a pair of Jordans once, oh. and there was nothing wrong with the shoes, but they just looked so funny on him. They just didn't work at all. I'm gonna say so. I am a, a five foot eight, five foot nine on a good day. If the sun's shining right, five foot eight white person who doesn't play, white man who doesn't play basketball. But these were the most understated Jordans. They were just white and black. Very understated, not high tops, not crazy. And yet I turn up and I get I get ridiculed. And so I decided not to wear them ever again. I got bullied out of my own shoes. 
they're that iconic for the wrong reason that they're mm-hmm. actually in my house now and I'm keeping them for a special occasion because I just think they're so funny. I probably can see them right now. They're in yeah, my office. I, I keep them I keep them special. here for I'm waiting for like that special moment where I'm gonna think of the funniest thing to do with them. There's not uh, many photos anyway. of me in his house, but there are my shoes that he ridicules. There's me more for photos wearing. of you than most people. I wouldn't uh, I'd hope I so. wouldn't take it personally. But that was just the start of the week. And come then as, as I watched that during the rest of the week, I then finished it off by watching Space Jam. Great film. Oh, we all come love on. it. I love it. Um, although the soundtrack has been tainted a little bit, I believe I can fly. R. Kelly, after all the uh, things that came out, can't enjoy it as can much. Can you fly but, in jail? I'm not sure. Uh... Mm, but, you know, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Pe- Peppa Pig, I was going to say, that's not his name. <laughs> Imagine Peppa Pig. Anyway. <laughs> What's the pig's name? It, Porky, something like that. Yeah, dib, 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 dib. that's all, folks. That's all I know him as. But then it got even better. So I've been saving a lot of money Come on. working from home. It's been great. So I'm left over with all this. Not, I feel like I'm bragging. With all this leftover money. So I decided to take a trip on over to that store that we all love to browse on. And if you haven't, you should get on it. Wish. Wish.com. Right. And I have bought two musical instruments. Right, I didn't now know I, any of this. I know, I know. I've been saving it for this. <laughs> so I have a history of buying musical instruments that I think, yeah, I can play that. And it hasn't worked out. Most notably dropping 200 quid on a banjo that I thought, yeah, I'll be able to play that. I can sort of play guitar. Played it about five times. Sold it for 100 wow. quid a few years later. Awful. But I've bought two instruments. Get, have a guess. What instruments yeah, do you think I've... I've gone for. It's not all bad because you are one of the few people I know who has an Omnicord. It's, that's currently in my office as well. <laughs> that was another all, one I bought. I've yeah. taken all the best bits. But that yeah. I have people saying to me, oh, I wish I had an Omnicord. And you got hold of one, so... I got and it's uh, a classic. It is. Yeah. Uh, musical instruments. You've done harmonica before, but I'm going to guess again. Harmonica. No. But it is a... Woodwind. I knew it. So you haven't, because Grace plays saxophone. There's no way you bought a saxophone, is that? I have bought a type of saxophone. (laughs) So I have bought. It's called a pocket saxophone. Okay. And it's not got the, I don't know, the the bell, the horn bit. Yeah. It's not made. So it's like this plastic, small thing. It's got a proper reed on it and everything. It's got all. It's not got the buttons see it's going so well already i don't know any of the terms <laughs> <laughs> but there's going to be some people that we know who play saxophone that are just hanging their heads in shame <laughs> at the moment my girlfriend's dad plays saxophone and he's probably just very angry and doesn't want me to go near his daughter probably after saying all this i hope so but it's a it's got buttons it's not got buttons on it it's like it's like a recorder but it's a saxophone so i'm excited for that to come, come on. on now if you think of my musical heroes i bought another instrument based off one of my musical heroes of when I was... He's still a musical hero to me, but when I was like 13, 14, oh, I listened I to a lot of this person's music. Come on. <laughs> Come on, you is, know it. Is the, is the musical hero Weird Al? Weird Al Yankovic. And what musical instrument does he play? You haven't bought an accordion, have you? I've bought a type of accordion. <laughs> now, again, right. I'm cheating a little bit. It's not a proper one with like a keyboard on the side with like 50,000 buttons. It's a, like a. It's not a kid's one. I think, but it is like bright blue, but 
it's got like <laughs> it's got buttons on it that have like the the notes that you're playing and it's just because i wanted a concertina because they seem dead easy it's yeah. just the movement i'm doing the movement right now no one can see it thankfully because i look like an idiot <laughs> but yeah it's this small it, yeah um small accordion so they'll be coming probably oh, in like three here, years yeah. time no no so they're on wish um so I got them from Wish, and this was a few days ago. So they will they will be taking a long, long time to come, probably. Um, probably when this is all over, um, when we're about 60 years old is when they'll arrive. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for when they do come, um, for me to play them twice and then put them away and never play them again. So, yeah. Amazing. Oh, and then I fi- finished it off, uh, the buying, spending spree by buying a lightsaber. Um, Did you actually? Yeah, but a very cheap one. Wow. Um, but I think it's going to be metal. They had like a buy one, get one free offer. Nice. Um, so you got two. Yeah. So I might be getting two. Again, they've not arrived yet. But... Wow. So it's been a crazy week. Yeah, I mean... And I'm expecting the all the packages. I'm kind of... This is going to sound very selfish. I'm kind of hoping that the lockdown will continue longer. <laughs> so I have more time to spend with these things. I don't want them to arrive and then the next day, oh, we're all fine. Go back to your yeah, normal. Only, only so you can like, you yeah. know, not for your own selfish reasons. We've got to find some Very joy, selfish reasons. Yeah, um, so that was my week. How was your week, Matt? But not as exciting as that. I I really want you to. Uh, I really wanted to hear those instruments. I'm so upset. I was like, oh, maybe they've gone. What have I done this week? Nothing that exciting, really. Um, we got takeaway pizza last night, which was the first time in a while. Found That's this a uh, place that does a good pizza, but they they were like tiny. They were like five pound per pizza, and they were just like this big, like tiny. Um, I don't know, like miniature, not miniature, like a, what? Personal, it's a personal pizza. Personal pizza, that's it. Personal pizza. Not miniature pizza. <laughs> and I had garlic bread for the first time in a while. I'm a big fan. Garlic bread till I'm dead. Come it's on. my motto. Live it out. Yeah, so uh, that was very enjoyable. And I've been working on Christmas music. So that's been, wow. that's been very fun. I think you're a bit early or a bit late. <laughs> yeah. Too, yeah, so it's it's been an okay week. Oh, I'm on holiday at the moment. So I've taken ah, annual leave, so that's good. Happy days. Um, and my wife turns thirty in uh, like eight days or something like that. And yeah. so I've been planning, like, what do you do for someone's thirtieth when you're in lockdown? That's quite difficult. That's a tough one. But it's I've a been tough one. I've been making sure that we have the best day. So yeah. it's been good. That's good because I know you've got big plans for your thirtieth. Oh, big plans. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Um, maybe we'll go into those big plans at some other time. But yeah, yeah. big. But yeah, it's it's difficult. I think birthday. So it's my um flatmate's birthday today. Speaking of birthdays, twenty one. Happy birthday, and, uh, and Mikey! His, happy birthday, Mikey! And and yeah, his girlfriend has has organised this kind of treasure hunt, and it is difficult to like. How are you gonna make someone feel special when you can't spend that day with them? It's it's a, it's a difficult task. I don't I don't envy anyone. I'm quite thankful I had my birthday just before this all kicked off. Uh, me and Steel obviously celebrated before this all kicked off. Um, and if you don't get that reference, you need to go back a few episodes and listen to when we talked about Seal. Do you know what? There's your plug. I don't know if I tagged you or you tagged me. I tagged you, didn't I? Is that I right? Think so. In a Seal video. Mm. Oh my goodness! I. Why have we been making a joke of him? He's got the best voice. He's no joke. He's no joke. Oh he is my no goodness. Joke. He um yeah he does have a good good old set of pipes on him. I'm sorry, but it's gonna be a bit crass. How else would he be able to marry Heidi Klum? It's not his looks. I'm just saying. 
Because you ever see him in the 90s? He had ridiculous hair as well. He did have charisma, though, in that video. I was like, this guy. He does. He does have He's. You know what? He's got eyes that sparkle. He does have eyes that sparkle. I was a little bit attracted to him. I'm not going to lie. Well, there you go. There you go. Like, Move over eyes. Heidi Klum. Absolutely. I, they've been divorced for a few years. Oh, have now. they? Oh, I thought so they were together. Issue. She said off either son. Uh, okay. She's German, by the way. <laughs> if that didn't come across. Is, Is she, she actually German? German? She's German or Austrian. <laughs> Um, I thought it was just like a heritage thing. I didn't think she actually... No, yeah, she is. I'm All sure right. she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be the same, she said. Amazing. Well, let's get into the album. <laughs> let's. <laughs> the reason why we're Amazing. Here. Yeah, so the this week's album is Hank Williams' 40 Greatest Hits. And so mm. this week's album is the first compilation album that we have listened to. And so rather than doing the history of a year... That's not going to work, is it? Because no. this music was recorded over a long, a longer period of time, and probably like thirty years before mm-hmm. this uh, album came out. So, uh, but it's an enjoyable album. So we're going to do a bit of a Hank Williams biography because we've surely we must have uh, most of us must know of Hank Williams, mm-hmm. but um, we might not know a lot about him. So, Adam, tell us what you know about Sir Hank. Sir Hank, I mean, he was never knighted, but um, yeah, Hank Williams, he's one of them. If you don't know the person, you know his songs or you know the little yodeler boy who became really big, I think last year or the year before when he was yodeling in Walmart and then ended up going to Burning Man and all these other festivals and doing something with Migos or whatever. Oh, so yeah, I remember that. You will, you will know of Hank Williams. Um, but Hank Williams was born on September the 17th, 1923, um, in Butler County, Alabama. Uh, a lot of this takes place, a lot of his life takes place in the southern states of America. Predominantly Alabama is where he, uh, is where he lives. Um, his dad was a mason. Um, and so he was actually named Hiram after Hiram the first of Tyre, one of the three founders of the Masons, according to legend. Mm-hmm. So on his birth certificate, that's what he, he actually was. He became Hank later on in life um, as, as a teenager and that. Um, so he was born actually with spina bifida occulta, which affected his spinal column. And it led to him having quite a lot of lifelong pain, um, which was a factor which contributed to his later abuse of alcohol pain medication and that eventually kind of did him in in the end mm-hmm. um yeah he moved all around predominantly alabama and things like that and it was in georgiana alabama where hank got his first guitar and also learned how to play the guitar and blues from a street performer named and this is a great name rufus t tot Payne. <laughs> great name. there's on. a few there's a few stories of how he got his first guitar and um, there's a few people in the town who were like, oh, yeah, we bought him his first guitar. And um, there's a story of apparently his mother um, was selling some peanuts and she got the money together to buy him a guitar. Um, I didn't really find anything about whether he was a bit of a child prodigy or anything like that. But he clearly wanted to play guitar and clearly was able to pick it up from this fellow called Rufus T-Top Payne. Um, so in 1937... Um, Hank goes on to win a talent show at this theatre called the Empire Theatre. And then he would spend his afternoons after school and his weekends playing his guitar outside of a radio station called WSFA. So he's there just busking on the streets, just singing his little heart out, just, you know, doing his thing. 
Uh, and eventually the producers of the radio station noticed him and invited him in just to do, you know, 15-minute uh, slots here and there. Uh, but it gains a lot of traction. People start to ring up. Some people think it was his mum kind of sparing people on. But people are calling up. People want to hear more from him, from that singing kid. And so he eventually gets a regular slot and he gets paid $15 a day, I think it was, or $15 a show, which in 2020 money is something like $200 a week. Wow, that's really good. Which is quite incredible. Yeah. For this kid to be like, to get his own radio show and yeah, he, he, he becomes a bit big. If we fast forward to the end of the 40s, that's when Hank Williams is a bit of a star. He's a bit of a country music legend. Uh, he's got a place at the Grand Ole Opry. And if you don't know what that is, that is a really famous theatre in Nashville um, where anyone in country music who's anyone has played there. Um, it's a really famous stage, really famous theatre. Um, and on his debut at the Grand Ole Opry, he received six encores, which had never happened for anyone. So he's really, and this is in Nashville. People know country music in Nashville. It's kind of the home of it. So it's it's quite incredible. He's really this enigmatic star people really love him um, and the early 50s going on to the 50s even saw more success for him uh, with massive hit songs that we'll go on to talk about and um, large tours he's earning something like a thousand dollars um it, uh, you know a show and this is in 1950s money so in 2020 money he's earning something like fifteen thousand dollars or something a show he's got this incredible band of steel guitar players and, and you know percussionists all that um, however, it all kind of comes comes to an end quite early in the 50s. Um, his dependency on alcohol and pain medications after a hunting trip accident saw him do a lot of damage to his body. Obviously, he was still performing, but um, there's stories of, of producers and that refusing to work with him because he's just turning up drunk. The radio show that he had earlier on, back then he got fired from that because he was turning up drunk. He's just... A mess. He's a little bit addicted to morphine. It's his life isn't going up, but he's still churning out these these quite incredible songs. And um, but on New Year's Day, nineteen fifty three, he dies of heart failure. And uh, yeah, that's kind of the end of of Hank Williams. And mm. um, he survived by he's got a few different kids and um, by a few different women because he was he got married about two or three times and, and had a few affairs. Uh, his son, um. Hank Williams Jr. obviously picks up his mantle um, and kind of carries on with the country music tradition. But he's lo he's known as one of the kings of country music, along with like Elvis and Johnny Cash. And sadly, he had passed on. Um, and that was kind of the end of, of Hank Williams, mm. that singing kid um, yeah. from, from Alabama. So quite an amazing life. Mm. Um, yeah. A very quite, short quite, life. He dies at 30, uh, 29, mm -hmm. not even 30. Um, and he dies tragically, like virtually by himself. Like uh, he's got a wife at the time, but she hasn't gone with him to this gig. There aren't any planes that are going to where he's going. And his driver just notices that he hasn't moved for a couple of hours. Um, so kind of stops the car, checks on him. And in the middle of nowhere, he's dead, basically. Um, and, you know, he he struggles to control the alcoholism uh, the drugs, uh, he, he struggles to know where the boundaries are and things like that. And so it, that ends up leading to, he dies of heart failure very early on. Mm. At 29, to die of heart failure, you must have been living pretty hard, mustn't you? Absolutely. You must have been going Absolutely. hard. But he, 
I mean, we talked about him there with like Elvis and with Johnny Cash, but he is actually like a predecessor to these guys, isn't he? Like he, absolutely. He, um, if you're looking at, so sometimes we talk about the Beatles, <laughs> and we talk we? about yeah, we do, <laughs> and we you can drink there. That's where yeah, our first one yeah. is. Um, <laughs> so we talk about the Beatles and who influenced the Beatles. So you've got Chuck Berry, Elvis, but who influenced those guys mm-hmm. uh, is Hank Williams, and he is an amazing songwriter, an absolutely amazing songwriter. Um, And it's almost like he needs love in his life to write Mm -hmm. these songs. So when you listen to his songs, you can really hear the woman that he's talking about, basically, and Mm -hmm. how he's feeling right at that moment. And just, just an absolute pioneer. He was the first man to ever be put into the Country Hall of Fame. Uh, he went into, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but he he's one of the first around, basically. And he is in, we talked about Nashville there as well, but Nashville wasn't. I mean, it was a big uh, music scene, but he's like he's pioneering pioneering genres as well. Country mm. wasn't really a thing before Hank Williams, and so uh, in that twenty nine years, we've got a lot to thank him for in. Uh, what was nearly a hundred years ago when he was born. Um, it's crazy, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. And so some of the recordings don't sound that great, but considering they're nearly a hundred years ago, I think mm. they sound pretty great. Mm. I was, when when you first said, or when I was looking at the list and I was like, okay, we're doing Hank Williams. I thought, this is great. I love Hank Williams. I like to listen to that type of music. But in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, but what has he actually done? For music and it wasn't until looking at the list of songs you know he had like 11 straight number ones with some of the most famous songs that have been gone on to be covered possibly more successfully and um, by other artists like elvis like johnny cash like ray charles but yeah you, when you look at his life and what he was able to do in such a short amount of time the type of songs that he writes the lyrics the kind of passion and the sadness behind them there really is a lot. He really is a pioneer. Does mm. deserve. We often talk about, you know, oh, does this album deserve a place on the list? And even though it's a compilation, it does because the man behind the compilation really, as you say, was so inspirational. And even though he himself wasn't maybe the, even though he had a lot of success, you know, wasn't this rock star as we might know them. He went on to birth a lot of these rock stars and these, you know, kings and, and queens yeah, of yeah. rock and roll and stuff. So, yeah, definitely a lot to thank him for. And people who have covered, like, some of his songs, um, you know, they just go on and on, and the people that he's influenced, you know, we talked about Chuck Berry and Elvis, but uh, Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan, um, the Rolling Stones, like, all these people, mm. uh, the Beatles, once again. Um, cool. You know, you, there's... He's just formed something and started something, and he he was a like kind of like he was a showman. He had like mm. these suits made for him, like uh, tailor made, and they were like white suits with like musical notes going down the seams and things like that. And he was quite tall. He was like six foot, which today doesn't sound that tall, but hundred years ago you were quite tall. If you were six foot, that's above the average. Mm. Um, and he. When you see him on stage and he's singing, he's got this smile, he's got this look. It's all in black and white, but it's amazing. It's You can't take your eyes off him. And he is, like, in stature um, and, like, just aura. 
he's a foot taller than everyone. Do you know what I mean? He's like, he just Heads looks great. You know what I mean? Heads, yeah, virtually. Um, and he just looks great and he's very he's got these like knees wobbling and i was thinking like we we kind of say that elvis was the guy that did that and elvis was looking at uh, hank williams and going yeah i can do that but just with a bit more it's a different time yeah. um and it's totally just ripped from him isn't it it's totally yeah. ripped so you know if you haven't listened to any hank williams this may not be the easiest listen that you will find but it's definitely a history lesson in where um, music, especially like 20th century music starts. This is where it's at. I mean, um, we've got world wars still to come, haven't we? And, um, but he is starting, you know, virtually starting this decade. I had someone say to me uh, recently that a decade doesn't really start until the 20s. And so if you look back um, at like the 1920s, and like you see that a lot of what is being formed throughout that whole century starts in the twenties, and so and I mean that's where we are now, isn't it? And so it's funny to be in a lockdown <laughs> um, and to <laughs> be staff. where we are. Being in Hank Williams is is pioneering, starting what people will go on to do for all that time. So let's go a bit deeper into the album. What were some of your favorite tracks from this album? So. A lot of these tracks, as I said, are songs that I've heard other people cover. Um, but going back to the original ones, there's something special about it. So things like Your Cheating Heart, um, Take These Chains, From My Heart, um, and obviously Hey Good Looking, brilliant song. Um, a lot. Of, one thing that really struck me about these songs is it's that classic, and he clearly must have birthed this or it was a, a thing, of this jaunty tune, but really, really sad lyrics hank williams does not write happy songs he writes really really sad sad poems almost i've got a bit of a bit of a quote here and um, so one of the songs um that he's really famous for is i'm so lonesome i could cry um, and i think it's probably one of the saddest songs to ever be written and um, one of the lyrics is did you ever see a robin weep when leaves begin to die that means he's lost the will to live. I'm so lonesome, I could cry. That's really sad. He's talking about a robin, a bird, which is usually a little symbol of joy and of Christmas, wanting to die. So really sad. So Elvis is quoted as saying of that song, he says, that's as beautiful as you'll ever want to hear the English language put out. Wow. And for Elvis to say that, Elvis obviously didn't write anything near as, as sad or as eloquent as that, but Elvis still knows music. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be wrong to say that he didn't. And um, yeah, just just incredible. Um, I think we talked about Bob Dylan. Obviously, Bob Dylan, possibly one of the greatest lyricists of the 20th and 21st century. Mm-hmm. And I think Dylan may have picked up on a few things that Hank Williams was doing, consciously or unconsciously. Hank Williams tells these little stories about, about you know, uh, I'm, I'm searching for this person or I've lost this person. And telling these little mini stories in song. And they're really simple melodically and really simple, you know, instrumentation-wise. That's the way of putting it. Because there's nothing too crazy going on except for a few really nice slide guitar solos. And a few violin and fiddle solos. Um, But the words are what matters. And that's what, that's what Bob Dylan does. The words are what matters. And this is what Hank Williams does. It's the words that are important. And the music is nice. 
and the jaunty tunes nice but the words you know i'm so lonesome i could cry you know take these chains from my heart your cheating heart really sad like he's got a lot of pain in his life not just physical pain but clearly a lot of emotional pain when i was reading up on him like his father wasn't really present his father served in world war one and was discharged and had like a brain aneurysm and was basically paralyzed for a long time and was in this medical institute somewhere off in in the south and they never really saw him he was raised by his mum so he's got this real longing he's clearly missed someone in his life constantly and he's always searching for it i think that's why he's probably been married several different times and had a few affairs he's clearly searching for something and you hear that in his in his words yeah definitely. It's, uh, yeah it's it's not one to listen to if you're not in a if you're not happy don't listen to hank williams he won't make you happy no. i don't think and when you uh talked about bob dylan I, i've got a quote from bob dylan about oh, hank go. williams and it's it's from chronicles volume one which is his 2004 memoir and it says, I became aware that in Hank's recorded songs were the archetype rules of poetic songwriting. Whoa. That's well said, isn't it? That uh, blows my quotes out the water. <laughs> I thought I was doing well with Elvis. It goes on. It, it carries on. Uh, when talking about his death, he said, it hit me squarely on the shoulder. Intuitively, I knew, though, that his voice would never drop out of sight or fade away. Mm. amazing so this is somebody that we um consider you know he's going to turn up in this list more than once and he's saying this about hank williams and so he's somebody to listen to um and there's some great songs isn't there uh when you were saying about let me find what song it is um hey good looking how infamous mm. is that song Really, really famous. Yeah. And, and that yeah. is quite a cheery song, isn't it? That's one of the. That one is. That's one of the <laughs> only ones. And <laughs> you know, I feel sorry for my wife Becky. All, all week we listen to these like, these albums she's done repeat, and we, and um, normally she doesn't mind. She just doesn't really comment on them. But as soon as Hey Good Looking came on, she said, "Oh, I love this song. This is one of the best songs ever." Incredible. It's so good, isn't it? And so it is even people who like love music but aren't really interested in where it comes from or whatever. Um, Hey, good looking is is on adverts everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a really simple, wonderful song. Um, he was quite influenced. Uh, you know, he grew up a Christian, um, mm-hmm. and was always kind of harking back to like his Christianity and trying to find the light within him. And so this album ends with a version of "I Saw the Light," mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful version. It's really great. It's really upbeat. Um, But it just shows you, you know, sometimes we go black and white with like Christianity or religion or, you know, just the way people act. So we've talked about like his drugs and alcohol dependency and how he couldn't really get out of that. You know, his relationships, he's had uh, two wives and multiple affairs. And so we think, oh, not a godly man, but actually it's a man that's striving to be good. But because of his problems, because of the things that he's been born with. Is struggling and the thing that he was born with, you know, in the end killed him because he couldn't cope with it. Which is deep, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's really a bit deep. dark. Well, it, it's really interesting. Along this period of time where, where religion and faith and music are kind of intertwined, you see it a lot with Jerry Lee Lewis, a really famous rock and roll piano player. He had this kind of real battle within himself 
where he loved playing this rock and roll music and, you know, singing to the ladies and the women. But he also felt like he wasn't doing the Lord's work by doing that. He was doing the devil's work. Whereas this, whilst it's still faith-based, Hank Williams is kind of the opposite of that. Hank Williams is, well, I know what I need. I need, you know, God, Jesus. I need my faith. I need the light. And I've seen the light. And he doesn't have that battle within himself, but he's still striving to, to that light. And and it's it's a really interesting during this period, like I said, of how how faith and 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 music really intertwine kind of within people's personal lives and how it comes out in their music and, and what they write. Um It's never stopped, yeah. has it? A hundred years it's later. Never stopped. No. You know, you still have that in all kinds of different genres yeah. and artists and type of people. I think Stormzy's probably the, the modern day example of that where all throughout his music you look at you look at Stormzy in his life and he may have done some things that you may not consider Christian, but all through his music he talks about, you know, blinded by your by your grace and all that. His faith is interwoven with that. So I really think that this is where music and and, and albums and as an art form can really show you the deeper meaning behind what someone what someone's life is mm. is like and you know maybe you know you can judge them but until you've heard their deep inner feelings and thoughts and emotions through through the art they're producing you don't really know them until the, you've you've experienced that yeah it's really interesting isn't it and it's really mm. well put as well uh, another song that i really liked was move it on over which was one of his first songs mm. and if you want a history like i think this sounds like move over beethoven Okay. Um, by Chuck Berry. Uh, is that's not what it's called, is it? What am I talking? Roll about? over Beethoven. Roll over Beethoven. That's it. Um, by Chuck Berry, and then mm. the Beatles then covered it. It's a famous George Harrison, um, vocal, like early mm. vocal. And yeah. if you listen to those two songs together, I mean, I've got the titles mixed up. They're just virtually the, the same title, but you know, there's there are melodies in there and sounds that just go across like thirty years, just right there, and so. It's worth checking out, isn't it? Hundred percent. And I think this is really where, if you if you're looking at the the roots of rock and roll music, if you're really big into your sixties, seventies, eighties, rock and blues and and everything like that, then you need to. If you want to know where that comes from, you go back to the southern states of America. You go to to the um, Mississippi Delta. You go to Alabama, Georgia, Nashville, all that, and you'll find all these rhythm and blues and Delta blues and and that which become the foundations for what we kind of know as rock and roll and uh, and there's some really interesting characters uh, along with hank williams like robert johnson and all that um that you can sister rosetta thorpe was that her name that you can really uh get into and and, and learn about so again we talk about it's a it's an education i think hank williams goes into that you know he's a he's a a professor that can that can lead you down a path of education come on Come on, <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> and so we're going to compare it to uh, "Petals for Armor" by Haley Williams, and she is uh, the lead singer of Paramore. That's what she's most famous for. Um, and yeah, I mean, I love Paramore. You like Paramore as well? Big fan. Big fan. Yeah, and obviously, like they started in the two thousand tens, um, and went through this like new wave of like. Emo, pop punk, uh, heavy rock kind of genre, 
which was really great and really successful. And then there was a lot of controversy about, um, you know, Paramore weren't signed as a band. It was only her that it was signed. Uh, they split up. They get back together. They bring out albums every, I mean, more than every couple of years. But when they bring an album out, it never sounds the same as the album before. Um, and so, and here she is with her debut album just by herself and I mean whether you think Paramore is her debut album and all this stuff you know <laughs> it's hard to get into but what did you think of this album um yeah I really enjoyed it so I knew with it being Hayley Williams and having listened to obviously a lot of Paramore stuff I knew it was going to be an incredibly honest album because everything that she does in Paramore and some of her stuff collaborations that she's done with other people it's always kind of had this really honest um, kind of edge to it. Um, if you can hear the wind, by the way, it's been blowing a gale in the northwest around the uh, the Mersey River. Yeah, it's like that in mine as well. If you can yeah. hear that wind, it's been mad today. Do apologise. It has been very mad. Um, I'm surprised there's any trees standing Is in Hamilton's Is that a high-pitched noise I can hear? I believe, uh, apart from my voice, yes. Yes, it is. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, because I've got single glazed windows living in a Georgian house. A little drop there. Um, it's yeah, rattling. Whole lot of shaking going on, as the uh, the late Little Richard would say. Yeah, Rest in peace to Little Richard, by the way. Know, we, yeah. we never we never mentioned that being a music podcast. I'm a bit ashamed, but one of the originators. If we're talking about we're talking about musical history, and we're talking about the creators and the originators, he called himself the originator, the architect, the 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 foundation he was that for rock and roll it's nice of him to call himself that wasn't it he he honestly did someone <laughs> I, I watched an interview where he's just watch some interviews from little richard he's so honest there's this interview from like the mid 60s and someone's like do you always wear makeup and he's like oh absolutely you've got to wear makeup it's just like when you do anything and he's just this really flamboyant character little richard i think if you've never listened to little richard or you've never watched an interview with him you definitely should because he is Incredible. And then after that, Back to you. after that, yeah. Tutti cool. Fruity, live mm. at Wembley by Queen. Yes. Oh. Mm. That whole because they do that and then they do um. What else do they do? Um. Big spenders what, after that, but big big spenders. They do a little like fifties, sixties. Um. Yeah. Hello, Mary Lou. That's the oh, one. That's it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Brilliant album. Brilliant, brilliant live album. Mm. If we ever get to do a list of live albums, mm. that is... Let's write it down. Let's write it down. Come on. Um, but going back to Hayley Williams, um, yeah, super honest. Um, one of the examples of it, just that super honesty, um, beginning of one of the tracks called Dead Horse, it starts with this voice note and um, with the music kind of bubbling underneath it. And it's this voice note of saying, oh, sorry, I didn't get this to you. I've been in a depression. And I'm just trying to get out of it. Like, how honest is that for her just to be be like, oh, my work's been temporarily put on hold, but I'm working on myself to, to get out of this. Um, also, I wrote I wrote down in my notes here, her voice is incredible. It is incredible. And if there is ever a list of greatest female vocalists, Hayley Williams needs to be very high up on that list, if not in, like, the top five or top ten. Yeah, definitely. Definitely top ten. Yeah. Um, she hits notes with such ease and just like and there's not a lot of that in this album um there's a couple of tracks where she really kind of pushes it but yeah her, her voice is absolutely absolutely sensational the studio um, version of uh still into you acapella mm, go mm. and youtube that that if you want to know how to control your voice 
she'll show you. It's effortless. She does an amazing job. Um, yes, yeah, so some of my other kind of favorite tracks, once that kind of crept up on me, um, was Sugar on the Rim. It had a very 80s, 90s kind of craft work. Berlin. It's got that monotone. We're just like Sugar on the Rim. Kind of thing. It was, I don't know, it reminded me of Kraftwerk or some kind of Berlin club song. Uh, other songs like Pure Love, Great Bass Line, um, things like that. My final note of this album would be that the albums that we've kind of been listening to, the modern ones, um, they have a lot of vulnerability on them. There seems to really be this push for a lot of being authentic and vulnerable um, on a lot of them. And it seems to be particularly from kind of the, the female artists of so Dua Lipa had that and there's a bit little bit of that on Lennon Stella um, and I think it's just it's great I think that's what the world really kind of needs Hank Williams back in the 40s and 50s was very vulnerable in a way um, with his longing and his cries for help clearly on this and Hayley Williams don't know whether there's any relation is clearly doing a similar thing um, in, in the 2020s so it's quite incredible <laughs> I would love it that would be a musical dynasty because not only is it Hank Williams there's also um, Hank Williams Jr who was a star in his own right and then yeah all the way down to to Haley. so why not incredible why not or make it so make it so <laughs> pure love the bass line is unbelievable isn't it mm-hmm. there aren't many mm-hmm. really um, times I listen to a record and go I need to know who that bass player is because right. that is a sick bass line. Um, musical palette-wise, this is kind of... It's kind of got that Billy Eilish. It's not that laid-back. It's like in the middle of Lennon Stella, Billy Eilish. It's got. It's a lot more laid-back than you think it's going to be, isn't it? And then it kind of picks up yeah. the later... Uh, the further on you go on in the album. And it's, it's a triple disc. So it's, it's five... Um, three discs... Of five songs um right and i mean what does that even mean because everyone's streaming it anyway um mm. but you know that, that's quite a lot of songs and i thought it sounded really great i thought it sounded really great and it's it sounds like a paramore album if that is a thing that exists because as we said like each album changes but if if they released this and said it was Paramore, I wouldn't have second-guessed it because the last album they released was kind of really 80s. It was much more upbeat yeah. than this, but um, I can hear the similarities in it. Mm-hmm. Definitely more uh, electronic. After Laughter, wasn't it? Their yeah. last album. Um, and that had some incredible... I thought the drums really stood out in After oh, Laughter. Yeah. Not that we're talking about that. But, um, but then again, in this, the electronic... This seems to be... Yeah, the, like, bass lines are making a comeback. Great bass lines are making a comeback in these albums, and and I think that's maybe maybe we're going to go into a period of of new funk or something like that, which I'd be all game for. Yeah. And Bruno Mars has been uh, he's been pushing up for twenty years, but uh, you know, <laughs> absolutely. And I'm again, I'm all for it. Make Bruno Mars the king of Come funk on. town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Won't you take me back to funky town? Yeah, I mean, I don't need to go. I, I'm kind of okay. It's not my. Uh... Everyone needs to at least visit. Get a tourist visa. <laughs> Amazing. Come on, Dad. So we do this thing where we keep one and we get rid of one. Um, it's, you know, I think the more we do this, the more unfair it kind of is. But then the last couple of weeks, it hasn't been that difficult to pick the new albums, has it? So um, thanks to the Who, you know. See, you've, you've mentioned them and now my week's been ruined. I had a great week. 
that you know pushing frontiers of my musical abilities, and now you've ruined it by mentioning that pile of garbage. I'm surprised Honestly, you didn't swear there. I'm very surprised too. <laughs> if I come across, I'll tell you this now: if I come across anyone called Tommy, they're getting punched <laughs> in the face. Tell you what, point of view, not to get too political, doesn't surprise me that Stephen Yaxley Lennon or whatever changed his name to Tommy Robinson. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the two are connected. Just saying, if you call Tommy, I do deeply apologise, but you've got a garbage <laughs> name, change it. Get your passport. Get your passport, chuck it oh, in the bin. Do you listen Get a new to, one. Do you listen to the <laughs> Peter Crouch podcast? I don't, but you I should really do, should. So they talk about how all cars are douchebags, basically. Oh, no, in defence of cars, I have a manager in work called Carl, and he is the loveliest man ever. In defence of Carl, he also smells really good. In defence of Carl... He, it's, there are not, there's one or two good ones, but then there's some other cars that I have to deal with in work here. Do you have more yeah, than one car in your life? It's, it's a, it's a big oh. business, but there are some proper cars out there who are proper Tommies. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. You know what I mean? You I know, know I, mean. I know a lot of, I mean, Carl Pilkington, great guy. Great guy. Um, Carl Kennedy from Neighbours, great guy. Ah, uh, Dr. Carl. <laughs> Carl and Sue. Uh, He's better than Sue. Fun fact. I'm going to tell this. So Carl and Susan Kennedy have a daughter in Neighbours called Livy, and that is who my girlfriend is named after. Livy Kennedy from Neighbours. It's not. So I've I always wanted her, to I ask like, that, but I didn't want to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I asked her, was like, is Libby short for anything? Is it short for like Elizabeth? No, just Libby. Where from? From Neighbours. And it's my favourite fact about her <laughs> in the world. That is peak Neighbours, though. I'm, I could watch that back. It's peak. Peak Neighbours with their. Uh, I think one of the um, ah Hemsworth brothers was oh. there. He was acting in a wheelchair. He's not disabled, um, which I think would cause a bit of an issue in this area. But in the in the early two thousands, it was fine. Yeah, I think I was on in the nineties as well. It wasn't even then. Were you I was on early, not early nineties, but mid nineties? When I, I will say to to bring it back to the music, Kylie and Jason Donovan. Especially for you, I think yeah, it's called. It now that is a great song. Yeah, Kylie at Glastonbury. I'll watch that on the reg. Yeah, I'll yeah. Go that. Oh, she's she's Very incredible. Nice. She's incredible. I always get the feeling that Jason Donovan really is still in love with Kylie, and he's a bit gutted that it never worked out, and he's constantly like wishing that they'd get back together. But she's far too famous for him. Talking about charismatic guys, though. Mm. Right there, Jason Donovan. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Interesting. He's got he a, was Joseph. He's got a smile. He has got a smile. That's what he is. He has got a smile. Amazing. <laughs> Sound like gossip and old woman. Oh, he's got a smile though, hasn't yeah. he? That Jason Donovan. Oh. Which album are you keeping, Adam? Are you um, keeping uh, Haley Williams or Hank Williams? I'm I'm keeping the Hank Williams compilation. Um, I, lo- I love a bit of I love a bit of cowboy. That's what I've decided. Um, these songs are just too good. And Haley Williams is great, but yeah, keeping that. How about yourself? Uh, I've stopped comparing these on like the kind of difference that they're gonna make. I'll, mm. Now I'm on. T- now we've done a few of these. It's just my own personal preference. Okay. Now, I can't say that I enjoyed either of these that much. Like just listening to them, it felt like work today. Like it felt like work just listening to these. Right. And this ain't my job. But um <laughs> but yeah, so I am gonna pick the Hank Williams. Yeah, I think okay. so. But I didn't particularly I enjoy 
what it stand what it stood for, but I mean, and what it brought and who was influenced by it. But would you rather listen to the people that covered his, some of his songs rather than than Hank Yeah, Williams but I guess that's why like he's amazing, isn't he? And and there are some great. There's no song on the Haley Williams album like "Hey, Good Looking," like that good. That's what it is. You know that's what, I mean? what it is. Yeah. And so you know that that's what I'm going with. So. Uh, Hank, you're a keeper. Mm. Oh, there you go. Amazing. And uh, what score would you give the Hank Williams album out of 10? Now I'm wondering from the get-go, does there need to be a cap on compilations? Can a compilation truly be five-star? I'm not sure because it's a compilation. It's like a greatest hits. Can you really, you know, can you give it a... But as a collection of songs and as as an artist, if I'm ranking them, I'm gonna go with a three. So I'm gonna go with Yeah. Do you know what? I think there is a cap. Mm. I think there has to be a cap on I compilations. So. I'm actually a little bit peeved off that we're doing compilation albums. Mm. That's it's not called Elvanilo, the album greatest albums and compilations. You know what I mean? What how did we end up on this? I mean, it's our planning, but... but... <laughs> well, true. But I will say, there is one of my favourite albums of all time and influenced me a lot growing up was Stevie Wonder, Greatest Hits. And the, one of the first CDs I ever mm. bought was a, a Aerosmith anthology. Mm. Um, and that, again, greatly influenced me. So I think there's a there's a place yeah, in that, defense you know of... As soon as you said that, hits. I thought, Queen, Greatest Hits. Queen, Greatest Hits. All volumes 1, 2, and 3. There you yeah, go. Yeah, and... That changed my life. So you're mm-hmm. right, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I, I still think this should be a cap. Yeah, it can't be a five. It can't be a five. I'm going for a three. Okay. I'm, no, I'm not. Oh. I'm going for a two. I do this every week. I say it number and I go, no, I'm not. You, you, you like to live in the moment. I feel like you don't plan these what scores. You just go, that one. Well, let's say it and then go, nah, I'm not happy with that. It's like I'm arguing myself. I hate people that do that. <laughs> you know, people who answer, who ask a question. Yeah. Am I going to give it a three? Yes, I am going to give it a three. I hate people that do that. It's proper. I'm it's a proper happy with that. Manager. Yeah, I am. <laughs> no, Go I'm ask not. yourself. Am I happy with that? Am I happy with that? You ask me. You tell me. Am I happy with that? And you're like, crap. What's the right answer? <laughs> it's all rhetorical. Their worlds. It's yeah. all rhetorical. And you don't answer like, give me an answer. Like, you know, like the school teacher. Like I'm waiting. I'm like. Oh, Oh but imagine if they asked said that with a question I'm waiting are you going to give me an answer <laughs> do you want to go on your lunch may you go to the toilet imagine. teachers man Sometimes Interesting I think, is the Pope Catholic of course I want to go on my lunch break do you know, stop asking divvy questions we're bringing up a lot of rage from, uh, from secondary school later I think. I've got a lot of teachers called Tommy that's why <laughs> what a Tommy that's the thing that's if the thing, we get merch that needs to be a you're a Tommy or what a proper Tommy. I'm with Tommy and a little pointing. <laughs> We've been talking about merch this week. If you'd like some El Vanilo merch, you know, it might be on the way to you soon. But if the demand's there, I mean, the demand is there for me and you. <laughs> That's true. That's all it I'm needs. always on the lookout for a comfy hoodie. I'm not going to lie. Are you looking forward to having £100 worth of hoodies just for me and you? I can't wait. It wasn't even 100 it was £200. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> this is an investment. Amazing. So, uh, and Hall of Fame, I guess if mm. they're twos and threes, 
it can't go in Hall of Fame, can it? It's it's not it's not a contender. Um, Hank Williams himself obviously deserves all the accolades and where he is, but uh, but no, not no. for me. Not for me, Clive. Amazing. Okay, well, next week's albums. Here we go. Do you know this album? I don't. I don't. Okay. I, you know, I, I think I purposely. In fact, I don't think I know. Mm. Um, I don't. I don't look at the list. I want to be surprised. I want to know. Amazing. When people know. So next week's album is a Prince album. Oh, Prince! And we are listening to Sign Other Times. Um, times. Yeah, and so that's really exciting. And Mm -hmm. we're not going for Sign of the Times by Harry Styles to compare it with, Uh, but the another kings of alternative, Mm. the 1975s have a new album out called Notes on a conditional form mm. and so if they're both quite different uh, to each other the no. prince album is quite r&b um and obviously the 1975s are not you're quite you you like the 1975s right i don't mind them um from what i've heard of them uh seen them live i know um, that's why i asked yeah um i didn't they weren't a choice they were just kind of there along with all the other people that i wanted to see at that festival um, but yeah, they're um, they're all right. They've got they write very catchy songs. Not to go too much into next week, this week, but very catchy songs. Mm. The nineteen seventy five, uh, some of their earliest stuff. So I'm excited to give it a listen. Yeah, I've not been a fan in the past. No. So here we go. And I've here not been go. a fan of Prince in the past either. Controversial. Oh, so it's going to be a week for me for uh, some education and learning. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Amazing. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And uh, why don't you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already? Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at, at Elvinilo. Um, I'm at, at Matt Courtney Music. Adam, your handle is? Uh, at Adam Courtney 95. Come on. Just keep remembering that. You can send us an email at elvinilopodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to get your feedback. We'd love to get your thoughts on the albums, uh, anything that we've mentioned, anything you just want to chat to us about. Um, join the conversation. Why not? Uh, on that note, are yeah. we giving any shout-outs to people who want shout-outs? We've had some people who are demanding, demanding shout-outs, and I'm not sure... No, that's we're not. Been ne- wow. you no, got to you gotta, that is what was said. You got to turn up in a story, haven't you? Mm, that you is true. To... That is true. That is true. You know, everyone that we've talked about, there's been a story about. Mm. I'm not a mm. local DJ at a wedding. Wow, you're not telling us the buffet's open. Uh-huh. But I wish it was. Well, me too. <laughs> but I wish it was. Uh, so no, we're not. But okay. please still leave us a positive review on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we get one star now tell you what um and we're going to be here again next week we're looking forward to listening with you uh listen to those albums sign of the times by prince and notes on a conditional form uh, by 1975 and we really look forward to uh joining the conversation next week adam i hope your week this week coming is as good as the week has just been i can't wait i'm hoping that lightsabers and musical instruments turn up um, because I'm going to be annoying the crap out of everyone on the square Come on. by just doing... If I learn Careless Whisper, I'll never stop playing it. I guarantee you that right now. That and... Um, was it Baker Street, is it? Oh, I love a bit of Baker you know Street. I mean? There's so many... Now that I've... Since I put the order in, I've just been noticing saxophones everywhere. 
Yeah. There's saxophones when I wake up. There's saxophones when I go to sleep. And I cannot wait. You know who you need to listen to? Go on. The boss. Bruce Springsteen. Mm. He loves a saxophone. He does love a saxophone. With his E Street band. Yeah, he does on. love a saxophone, to be come fair. Come on. Get on that. Get on that. Maybe. Honestly. Maybe I need to. And as a, you had the Holy Grail this week, right? You had some KFC. Guys, today I had some KFC and... Don't you worry, I've done the research. It's just as good as you remember, if not better. I had the freshest finger-licking popcorn chicken that can ever be. And also, Matt, I know you're a big fan, the gravy. Oh, man. It's better than you remember. Come I'll on. I'll tell you right now. I could do I'll a drinking right game now. with that. 100%. Shot, Amazing. shot, shot, everybody. Amazing. Guys, it's yeah. been so good to <laughs> chat with you. All things KFC, music, and beyond. Keep it finger licking good. Come on. <laughs> Please so don't say that again. It makes me feel a bit weird. <laughs> I think it's trademarked. I don't think I can. <laughs> Legally, I have to pay the kernel now. <laughs> You're not having any more popcorn chicken? No, no, no. <laughs> good. Amazing. Guys, it's been so good to chat with you. It's so good to hang out. Adam, have a great week. You uh, too, man. You too. Thank you so much. And we hope you have a great week as well to our wonderful listeners. And we'll see you again next week. See you soon. Take, take care. Bye.